You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 132. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, Yum Mums, what is up? We have a very special guest here. Oh my God, the intro that I'm about to do is just going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Nicole Shaka's here. But before I give the intro intro, I have to tell you guys that if you are not in four weeks till 40, my behind the scenes challenge, what are you doing? Go to lauraconley.com forward slash birthday and sign up. It is not too late. We are on day six and it is not too late. It's not too late. You can come in on day 20. You can come in on day six. It doesn't matter. But what we are doing is we're getting fit, fab, and fucking hot for summer and for life. Duh. So come and help me celebrate my 40th birthday and lose weight while you're doing it. So this is not just a behind the scenes challenge. This is also like a challenge for you. So you guys will be applying what I'm teaching. So it's not just like watch me and my cool life. It's like watch me and learn and apply so that you can actually get results. So if you're not signed up, go sign up. You'll get your cheat sheet, your workbook, and you'll know exactly what to do and how to follow along so that you can feel your best ever for summer. And really what I care about is for your life. So without further ado, let's introduce Nicole Shaka. She is here. She, You guys, you do, you will not I know she's getting scared. If you're watching this on YouTube, she's getting nervy. It's not that scary, but Nicole Shaka and I go way back because she had a studio in LA called Hustle and Flow. And it was my second yoga teaching job ever. And it was the best. I love teaching there. It was so awesome. I have the most fondest memories ever. But I don't know if you know, Nicole, the way that I got connected with you was through Suzanne, who is a yummy mummy and who has been on the podcast before. Yes. So she is a yum mum alum. And a yum mum master <laughs> and has literally been on the podcast. So Suzanne and Nicole are like really good friends. And so this dates us like, I don't know, like 12 years ago or something crazy, something very long ago. But anyway, Suzanne introduced me to Nicole. Nicole t- <laughs> took a chance on me because I was a brand new yoga teacher. And anyways, that's how I know Nicole. But you guys, she is a movement expert. She's written some children's books. Well, book, not plural. And I'm going to let her take it away and do like her proper like bio in- intro and tell you all the things. But we are here and we are going to talk about agelessness and all the fun things. So Nicole, welcome to the podcast and do a do an intro for us. Amazing. What if I had just printed out my bio and I'm like, I am Nicole Shaka. That would have been classy. Yeah, but I didn't do think it of that beforehand. Okay. Um, hi everybody. I'm Nicole Shaka. I'm so happy to be here. I did hire hire Laura on a whim, but if it's coming from Suzanne, then it's already like a 100 plus recommendation. So I wasn't even worried about it. Actually, when you, I remember meeting you, and I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. She fits in just perfectly. I don't even know. I hadn't. I don't remember one thing you said about yoga, but I was like, the girl's energy, her positivity, <laughs> her outlook on life. She fits in. Give her a time slot. It's so good. It's so true. I mean, Suzanne has a high bar. She's got a high bar. So I love those hustle and flow memories. I know they're good times. But going back to that, yeah, I was a professional dancer for many, many years. I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, but I've lived in LA for 21 years. Oh Oh my God. God. Crazy. 
crazy. So danced professionally, did a little acting, got super injured as a dancer, went into yoga, got super injured in yoga, went into mobility, <laughs> changed my life. COVID happened, turned everything into a virtual workshop, life business, and got inspired to write a children's book. So that's just mm. part of the story right there. But mm, that's kind of my so vibe. I'm, I came up with the idea of agelessness, though, because I, you're just not even 40 yet. What are you, a fetus? How does ha- You're not even 40. No, I'm 39 and a half. Wow. I Get know. excited. 40s are bomb. Oh my God. I my can't wait. 50 year- all my 50 year olds are like, no, nah, you don't know. 50s are great. I'm like, okay, well, I only know what I know, but 40s are amazing. I oh, love the 40s. I'm so excited, but it's so yeah. trippy though. It seems like, cause I don't feel, well, this is going to tie into our conversation beautifully, but I do not feel 40. Like I don't feel like those memes that go around and it's like showing like Steve Martin from like the movies when he was 40 and they like, yeah. they all look like really old people. Like Correct. they look like they're like 65, 75. I'm like, I don't feel like that, but yeah. Anyways, can you tell us a little bit about, cause okay. So you guys, before we hit record, we were just chatting a little bit and I'm curious about your story being a dancer, growing up as a professional dancer and you kind of touched on like maybe it wasn't exactly body dysmorphia, but there was maybe some disordered kind of behaviors or tendencies. Can you just share a little bit about that story and how you came out on the other side? Yeah, for sure. So I started dancing at two and I knew right away that that was my thing. Like my, I was a really great swimmer and my dad was like, well, are you going to swim year round? And I was like, I'm going to put on pink tights and go to ballet class because that's what I'm called to do. And he was like, <laughs> okay, glad we had that conversation. <laughs> so like from the get-go, all I wanted to do was dance, which means inevitably that I'm in front of a mirror and I'm mm. in tight clothing. And the dance industry itself is beautiful, but it's also, and it's shifted a lot as everything has, thank God, right? All these systems yeah. are changing. The language is changing the way we perceive things. But I grew up in a time where people could pinch you or my ballet teacher, not the one that was the most meaningful, but one in particular was like, with your chest this big, it's not likely that you would ever be professional. And she was talking about ballerina. And at that time, I was just so we're clear. I had like an, I had A cups. And I was oh. like, oh, so with my chest this big, I'll never be. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So there was already, you know, there was a limitation set around mm-hmm. what I needed to look like, whether that was spoken or unspoken. It was kind of just expected. And enter the 90s and enter the, the Snackwell's cookies. And all mm-hmm. these like fat free, you know what I'm talking about? Like it oh, was yeah. just a whole, that was the culture and that's what you grew up in. So yeah. thankfully I had really, really brilliant and loving and aware parents. And they, mm-hmm. we didn't allow that kind of behavior to persist in my house. Like we ate healthy food. My mom was always walking and running and there was exercise and it was just what you did. It was lifestyle. It was the mm-hmm. lifestyle, it was a healthy lifestyle. So I wasn't preoccupied with food as much, but I was obsessed with parts of myself that would never change. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I had muscular shoulders, like I'm broad shouldered and I was tall. Right. So I was really tall early on. And all these things that are not changeable were the things that I was frustrated Mm -hmm. with and frustrated by. I had big feet and I was like, look at my feet. They're so big. And my mom's like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't think most, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it was this not body dysmorphia, but an obsession over things that were not an issue. They were not an issue. Yeah. That just society or a dance culture told you were an issue or weren't like good enough. 
Right. Because it's so interesting, like being in tight clothes and in front of mirrors in and of itself is not actually bad. It's the messaging that we got. Like, like Uh I think about like my daughter, like if my daughter were in tight clothes in front of a mirror, like every day after school for hours and hours, she'd probably be into it because there wouldn't be any negative messaging around it. It's all about like the conditioning that we got. And then like we're taught really to scrutinize. Oh my God. And that just leaves. I mean, I think we all got it in some way, shape or form. And it's impossible to not. And I think my mom was similar to your mom. It sounds like in terms of she's very much before her time in terms of like teaching healthy habits and and negating all that. But like, I still got it. Like, I still got like, okay, this is good. And this is bad. Like, you've got to be skinnier here and more toned here. And da, 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 da. and if you're not, then that's like, bad. It's not even like, your shoulders are bad. It's like, you are bad. It's like, it goes into your identity, which I think yeah. is where it gets so I mean, it's toxic on the surface level, but then it's so toxic when it becomes a part of your identity and like how you yeah. show up. So it was about my worthiness. Mm. And I knew that my gift from God was a creative and a dancer and express like an entertainer. I knew that from day one, like I could feel it. I just, there was no question about that for me. The problem I had was that I wasn't fitting into the molds of what I saw everyone else doing, right? Like I was exceptionally tall, again, these broad shoulders. So it was me trying to make sure, and my parents, again, thank God for them, but they were supportive of the fact that I was worthy no matter what. And so I was getting that message, whether they were speaking those words specifically, or if it was just the tone in my house, Mm -hmm. thank God. But at least that was getting some airtime, you know what I mean? And yeah, in these ears. So When I got out to LA and then I realized, oh, I have a whole community of five, eight and up. Like all my best friends are five, eight and up because we would get bookend on jobs because we would either look alike or we'd be the same height or we had the same like body, whatever. (laughs) If you see me and my girlfriends walk in, we're all literally this tall. We all have the same color hair, like the same coloring. It's bizarre because we would all do jobs together. And that's how I met these people. Oh my God. But then you find your people. You're like, oh, okay. So there is a place for me. Yeah. I was worthy all along. It's not about that. It's just Yeah. So what so how did you like heal that? How did you untangle that? Like how did you how do you like show up in the world as your awesome self without the concern of whatever, the shoulders or the height or the thing? Did it just take care I of think, itself, do you think? Because like there was I other think people. It's that and so yeah. it took care of itself with maturity and age and more experience, right? Seeing other people. I grew up in Birmingham. It was small. Birmingham's not that small, but it was a smaller community. When I got to LA, I'm like, oh my God, I'm short compared to these rockets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> didn't know that. You know, it's just, you only know what you know. Mm. And so being able to expand your worldview is, is huge. I think that's another important mm. factor. And I was going to LA from the time I was like, 15 on. So I would go every summer and I would start to get a grasp on, oh, there's other dancers that look way different than me Mm. who are working, who are successful, who are amazing. And Mm. I can appreciate that. So I know that there's a place for me. Love that. However, that and my, my injury, like I fucking, can I cuss on here? Oh no, you can't cuss on here. This is a G rated show. What do you, (laughs) what do you, what do you fucking think? Nicole? (laughs) Oh my God. I know my poor, it's like my poor 
listeners. They're like, oh, my kid's in the car. And now they're making fun of me because they want to get fit, fab and fucking hot. Like, like I have this one client that like reached out to me and she's like, oh my God, like I'm getting, I'm doing four weeks to 40. And so are my eight year old twins. <laughs> I'm like, oh. okay, great. Let's all get healthy great. together. Yeah. It's oh my so- but yes, no, yes, you can swear on here. Okay. <laughs> My point was I injured my back really severely, which is what got me into yoga initially, but it changed the trajectory of my dance career, which changed my entire identity because mm. I was on bed rest for a month. I had no idea who I was. I didn't know if I was going to dance again. And I didn't, I never danced the way I did after the back injury because there was a level of fear. And also my body didn't move the same. It mm. just didn't. Yeah. So there was a lot of unpacking there, but that month of bed rest, I, w- I worked with a hypnotherapist. I worked with a network spinal analysis lady who did like energy work through gateways in my spine. And I was just going all in on stuff. And I was like 24 at the time. Wow, that's cool. So it helped me. I think all of that helped me unpack that. I knew the worthiness was there no matter what, but losing the identity of you're an exceptional dancer. This yeah. is your future. That was a whole nother beast. Oh God. Yeah. That's so scary. But I love your point about, and I want to talk more about like eight different things you just said, but I love your point about like expanding your worldview Mm. because I think that we can, uh, I don't know, just not feel so alone or like there's a lot out there. I don't teach necessarily like body positivity in terms of like the body positivity movement. Of course I teach body positivity. I teach as you guys know, self-love, body love, the way my body looks love. But what I think is like really helpful that is a common teaching out of the body positivity movement specifically is like, make sure you're following people like on Instagram, like the people that you see on a day-to-day basis, like, can you curate that? Like, that's what you're speaking to. You're like, oh, I went to LA and there were tall people, right? (laughs) And that dance, like it was amazing. It's like, we have to like, we have to counteract what we're seeing day in and day out, which is tiny people, tiny teeny people that are made up of whatever the advertising industry thinks is like good and right. And it's like, we are lucky that we have access to curate our Instagram feeds or whatever. But like, it just made me think of, Hey, you guys make sure you're not just seeing one type of person. Go find people that like, that look like you because that will just help on a subconscious level of you feeling, I don't know, beautiful or at yeah. least not shitty. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about how you got into this concept of agelessness and like what that even is in the first place. Yeah. So I have what I've now diagnosed as a childlike spirit because that's the best way I can explain it. Like sometimes I look around and my son, who's now 10, who's also fucking five, seven, and he's 10, <laughs> looks at me and he's like, please stop dancing. Please stop dancing. And I was like, son, this is who I am. And you haven't even seen the half of it. It's only getting worse for you <laughs> because I am alive and I will move my body however I want. And I will be funny and I will make these faces Point is, I've always had childlike spirit, even now that I'm a mother. I don't know how they let me be a mother, but somebody did. So I'm embracing it, and it is what it is. That is a secret. Every single person is still Mm. childlike on the inside, no matter how much conditioning, no matter how much Mm. corporate speak you've learned, no how many Q1 and Q4, we're going to turn in these dick and dick and dick and ducks. I just learned what Q1 was like in the last three years because I've never had a corporate (laughs) job. I'm sure you're not surprised. So good. However you want to frame that, 
you're still a child on the inside, the child that deserves the attention and the love and the care that it may or may not have gotten. You're still able to make those amends now. Like you can put yourself in programs and whatnot to take care of your inner child, to love your inner child. But when it comes to like the work you do, Laura, which is so valuable, being able to recognize yourself as worthy of love is the end all be all. That and mental health. The thing that I love about being ageless is that if you consider that you're just source energy, that you are a spirit and a physical body, then that means that you can move this physical body if you have the blessing and the privilege to do so. And you should, because everything calibrates when you move your body, Mm -hmm. your immune system, your metabolism, your thinking, your clarity, your cardiovascular fitness, your organs love it. Like there is no part of you that is left behind when you're moving. Not to mention you get out of your own way. So you let go of, oh, I'm 40. I shouldn't move like this. Oh, I'm 50. I shouldn't be able to like move my hips like this or whatever the conditioned language is around movement. You are ageless. You are a spirit. You are energy. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That's how I view agelessness. So when you take care of yourself, then you will welcome that more often. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I can jump off this cliff in Costa Rica because whatever. I move my body. It's healthy. I can do that. I mean, I sort of like, do you guys just want her to repeat that again? Because I was like in awe of like, I was literally like hanging on every single word that you're saying. Like, it's so good. It's so true. And I think that's why I've been so connected to movement for, for so long because it like makes me feel like myself, which is a kid. I mean, I think that's why you and I like get along and are we, I mean, Nicole and I, we like each other. Like, but you're kind of like a kindred spirit in that, like, I have that same sort of diagnosis. Although I think maybe we should change the word diagnosis. I don't know if you're open to that. Here I am. I was like, come on my podcast. I'll coach you. <laughs> because doesn't yes. a diagnosis mean like something's wrong with you? Anyways, I mean, it could. Could be. Could. Anyways. I have the same childlike nature that's not like, uh, you know, a big aha for those of you listening. But okay, so the agelessness is all about just connecting to that, connecting to what is already there. Correct. Okay. But the reason I use that within my work is because I teach yoga and mobility and meditation and strength. So these are four modalities that I think are crucial for the mobility is the foundation. I know we spoke before we hit record about the fitness industry being backward. And what I really mean by that is, let's say a pandemic happens and you sit on your couch for two years and you consume more calories than you're accustomed to and you walk less steps and then you decide, okay, everything's good. We're going to move forward now. I'm going to go back to the gym and start doing exactly what I did two years mm-hmm. ago. And your joints say, no, you're not. Here's a hurt knee. Here's an achy back. Good luck getting up tomorrow. That's not working. The fitness industry itself is is about aesthetics and that's Mm. jacked up. Mm. We really missed the mark there. What it should be about is joint health. How well do your joints move? And then once you know how well your joints move, you can be like, oh, my hips are strong. My back is strong. My ankles move well. I think I'm going to do squats today Mm. versus I'm just going to go in there, do squats with 20 pounds on my back because that's what I did three years ago when I was on track team or whatever. Mm. Point being, it's upside down. So I like to look at the body first through the lens of how well do my joints work? How well do they move? When we tackle that, then you can move into strength training or yoga and you can start to build upon healthy joint tissue versus 
just doing something because it's what you've done for 20 years or it's what you heard is going to get you sculpted or whatever (laughs) the language is. So Mm. within that, I find agelessness to be about healthy joints because your joints dictate movement prior to muscle tissue firing, which is bananas. Okay. And so the way to agelessness, the way to like being childlike or the way to play is through movement. Correct. Okay. And, but you have to be able to move. So you have to be able to like take care of your joints. So how do we do that? Correct. Cars. I talk about them all the time. What is cars are controlled articular rotations where you move all like, so you have 10 joints that move rotationally and you move each one individually through its safest, greatest pain-free range of motion. When you do that, you will have an assessment over how well does my wrist work, for instance. Mm. If your wrist is super shitty and you can't move it one way or the other, then why would you go and load your entire body weight on Mm. it doing planks and burpees and up dogs and handstands? And then that goes into your elbow and you wonder why your elbow hurts and that goes into your shoulder. You wonder why your shoulder is out of alignment and your neck is all jacked up because it's a kink in the chain. The entire body is an ecosystem that speaks to one another which speaks to agelessness. When each one of these joints is doing their job and is optimal, then you feel fucking great. You feel awesome. You feel like a child. But when you're the old version of you that is lethargic or that has kind of bypassed steps to get to the sculpting outcome that you think that this fitness modality is going to offer you, then you wind up injured and then in more pain. And then it's just like you're backpedaling. Mm -hmm. So that's why I look at the cars, these controlled articular rotations as the flossing of your joints, the veggies of movement. Mm -hmm. They're literally, they have all the nutrients and all of the foundation you need to build a healthy house, which Mm -hmm. is you. You're the house. Amazing. Okay. So do your clients like want to be ageless? Like, do they want to be childlike? Are some people like, I don't want to be childlike. Like we're so, some of us are so conditioned to be like serious. And I mean, I'm sure your clients are not like this. You and I both probably self-select. There's probably nobody out there that is actually listening to us that is like, I'm sure I've repelled everybody who's out there who's like serious is like, but I do wonder about that. Like, do people want to be childlike or maybe they call it something different? I'm going to be real transparent and say, I've never asked them that. I have no idea if they want to be childlike, but I feel you're drawn to people that mirror something about you typically, mm-hmm. whether it's something that you need to learn or something that you in- inspire to be like, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. lessons can be interpreted any which way. I know that the women that are in my like monthly strength training groups are curious. They're seekers. Mm-hmm. They all, and this is my favorite part because I make everyone dance at the end. Like we do a mm-hmm. three minute dance off after every single class. And I mean, it's out of control. It's stupid. Like I bring in a trampoline, I'm jumping, we're doing dumb shit. And they all in the beginning are like, what, what is the purpose of this? Mm. And I said, you'll see. And sure enough, by the end of the month, people are like, I went to a wedding and I like got on the dance floor and I was never the first person to get Mm. on the dance floor. But finally, I just, it was so conditioned. We do it four times a week. Like we just jump around and I'm like, yeah, because Mm. you're remembering who you are in that process. Mm. You're not this. You didn't come here for this. Yeah. Well, so why did we forget? Like what happened to all of us? Mm. I mean, that's, you want to go down that rabbit hole? I love a good conspiracy. I'd say, um, well, that's the industrial revolution coming in and then making us go to work and then training children to go to school so they could be good employees. But that's just me. We don't want to go there. 
Yeah, it's like, when did we get unchildlike? Because this, I mean, I'm in total agreement with you. Like, this is who we are and who we've always been. And we just, it's really, it's just a remembering and like a kind of like yoga, right? It's just like yeah. an, an, a taking off. It's not like yes. we have to add anything, right? It's like, no, it's already right there. It's yeah. just a matter of accessing it and like giving ourselves permission to like access it or want yeah. to access it because. Yeah. I think we, yeah, it's all that, all the, again, it goes back to conditioning. Like we have to be serious and we have to like yeah. be responsible and <laughs> supposedly, no, uh, yeah. I mean, great, cool. You can be those things, but mm -hmm. I just know that my spirit didn't come here Earthside, to be buttoned up and to be responsible at all costs. I want to go on adventures. I want to learn new stuff. I want to find out that I put my foot in my mouth and then have to unlearn something and be mm -hmm. better for it and experience life that way. Because to me, it's like perfectionism. That's going to let you down every single time. Jason Bateman, who I adore, I, he's like my favorite actor. He said at one time that perfect is boring. It's not interesting. And I said, praise be, because that's exactly, I couldn't put words around it, but that's exactly it. I would rather die than mm -hmm. just be boring and perfect. Mm -hmm. To me, that is... That's a control issue that doesn't serve you in the long run. It literally eats you alive on the way. When yeah. you get to be yourself, when you get to screw up, you're not worried about what it looks like. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, well, that didn't fly. Let's try something else. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think that's like a synonym right there is like just letting your inner like child fly or whatever. It's yeah. just you being you. It's really yeah. not like, I, I never really identify with like the phrase inner child. I don't know why, because maybe it's because I, because mine's always like outward. <laughs> like it's not, she's not in there. She's not in there somewhere. She's here, right here. She's, outward. Right here. She, she's outward. She's not inward. I have an outward child, not an inward inner child. But I think to your point, it's like, and to answer this question that we're kind of exploring, it's like, if you aren't being yourself or you aren't letting your inner child out or you're not playing, it's just because you're scared. It's just because like, and that's really what perfectionism like is to your point. Like, we're just scared that, I don't know, what are we scared of? I mean, I could answer that. Letting people know. down. Yeah. I think so much of that is unconscious too, because I think that's groundwork mm -hmm. that was laid either by your folks, yeah. unfortunately, or your examples, your coaches, whatever. That That is just, you just never get there. You know what I mean? No. I don't know one Tell perfectionist that's like, oh. I made it. We're perfect. It's all happened. We can, then what? Then what do you do? Your entire castle crumbles at that point. Well, it because actually does. The ones I do know, the castle has crumpled. Oh, yeah. Like, I've watched it happen. It's like, it's so, I mean, it's just, it's like heartbreaking, actually. Heartbreaking Like, is there's a good another word. way. There's like another yeah. way. Oh, I love this conversation. Okay, so if people are scared, <laughs> I love it. It's like, if people are a little bit scared to like let their inner child out, Mm -hmm. then they should maybe just come and work on their joints a little bit. Yeah. You could start with that. I feel start like with that's your kind of inner, like easy access. Like it is. It's, that's a great point, Laura. I never thought of it like that, but this is, this goes back to, are you Im embodied? That's one of my, mm. my memberships on my website are infinite and embodied because those mm. two things are, I love those two words. Me too. 
if you are embodied, then you know what to expect out of your body. You are not surprised when your wrist doesn't want to extend. You're like, oh yeah, no, I know that because I've explored that, right? So the joint, the the cars routine, when you're doing those rotations, you have a daily check-in. It's inventory. It's literally like, oh, my shoulder's a little cranky today. So that's good. I'm going to keep an eye on that. And then two days from now, it feels great. And you have a playbook for yourself. Mm. To me, when you have the playbook and you trust your body, you trust how it feels, you're familiar with it, there aren't surprises. Now, mm. I will say, I mean, one time, you know, Katie Horwich. Yeah. I was at her wedding and I may or may not have had so much tequila. Oh, and okay. I did, I subluxed my hip and it like popped out of the socket on the dance floor. That was, what was the move? Okay. What was like the dance? Oh, you want to see it? Yeah. You guys, we're on, okay. we're on YouTube. Okay. This is the move. I was literally just Wait, doing that's this. the move. Oh, I kept and waiting my, for something good. It's not. No, <laughs> nothing good. My hip went, like literally popped out. Like, I'm not sure because I'm not a doctor. Don't forget, I'm not a doctor. But I'm pretty sure my greater trochanter like subluxed and popped back in because I've never experienced that kind of pain in my life. It's still like messed up to this day. At that time, I had started the mobility work and I had found stuff that I wasn't pleased with, right? Like my ankles were jacked up. I had no control over my toes because partly because of my wearing shoes all the time, but also partly because I had neuropathy in my right foot from my messed up back injuries. So there were parts of me that were not connected. They were not, I like to use the word awake. So my toes were not awake. My hips were not awake because of yoga. Once I started putting the neural connectivity into that joint tissue with very specific mobility training, everything started to get better. I was not aware that my hips were lax is a good word. Mm. They were just, I had extreme ranges of motion. You might've remembered that. So But that doesn't mean that I have control over that range. I didn't have control over any of that. So the fact that my hip popped out, that makes sense. I wasn't actively trying to strengthen it. Yeah. I was just unaware. Yeah. Mm, So interesting. Okay. It is interesting. So it's kind of like the body is the way in to like you being you or us being us or like the liberation really. Yes. Yes. That's how I feel. So the movement is the prerequisite. I just want to approach movement differently than go do this class, go run the stairs in Culver City, go lift all this weight, go to forty-seven pure bar classes. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So what happens? So what happens if we do it the correct way, the Nicole Shaka way? (laughs) What happens when we do it your way and we're and my way too? Um, (laughs) When we do it from the desire. So I just had a podcast on like the difference between a diet brain and like a yummy mummy mind, like diet mentality and like a healthy, clean mindset around your body, really. And yeah. so it's, we're, we're speaking the same language. So Nicole, what do we get when we go in the correct way, when we approach fitness and our bodies and movement in the correct way? Like, because I think, and I just want you to speak to this. I think that if we go in from a place of like, I just want to feel like myself. I want to feel at home in my body. I want to feel like good in my skin. I want to feel ageless. I want to feel playful. And when that's the motivation, when that's the why, then I think the byproduct is so much better than what, than if we go in like, I got to get my bicep to pop or I got to get like a four pack or 
whatever. It's like it's backwards, but you end up getting what you always wanted. And my guess is it's way more sustainable and permanent. So if you could just speak to that, I would love to hear it because I know so many people are just grinding it out, trying, forcing, and they're not getting what they want on either side with their body, with their health and with the way their body looks. So, right. You are, like I mentioned, your infinite energy in a suit of meat. And it's beautiful. (laughs) The thing is, when you listen, this is kind of goes into my children's book. When you listen to your intuition, when you are embodied, when you are inside and you recognize this works, that needs a little assistance, this feels good, that doesn't feel good, then you can make better decisions all the way around. Not to mention Mm. every cell in your body is listening to you. Mm. Every cell. I talk to my water. There's, I can send you some weird ass podcasts and research on this. I talk to my water every day and I, I say, thank you so much for keeping me healthy. Thank you so much for bringing abundance into my life. Thank you for keeping me clean from the inside out. Thank you for the energy and the clarity and the, the joy and the gratitude. And I talk to it all the time, all the time. Every time I drink water, I talk to it. And I talk to my body that same way. Like when I'm going up steps, I'm like, I can feel my thighs working. That's so fucking awesome. I'm like, look how strong my legs are. There is a constant narrative, a loop of conversation that is going on within my body that supports its optimal health. I don't know how else to put it. I just see it as a freaking miracle. Like it really is a miracle you're here. All these trillions of cells had to get together and do all their right shit so that you would come out with your blonde hair and your blue eyes or your dark skin and your whatever, your big feet and your broad shoulders. (laughs) All the things had to go right for that to happen. And then we just dismiss it from here on out. We're like, oh, this body, oh, this, da, 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 da. it's just the wrong way to approach it. So when there's a conversation of, oh, my wrist is doing better, I can see there's an improvement there. Or, oh, I am hydrating. Oh, I'm getting good sleep. Oh, I'm eating clean food. My body responds to that well. It's a conversation that takes you all the way to the finish line. Like you will enjoy every day so much more on a deeper level mm-hmm. when you're speaking to yourself like that. And you don't even have to believe it in the beginning. That's the crazy part. You don't have to believe it, but the saying of it creates a rhythm, creates a pattern, creates a mantra. And then before you know it, you're like, oh my God, I do feel my thighs are working when I go up the stairs. I do feel grateful that they can get me up the steps. Like it becomes a transition. It morphs into what it needs to be. Well, how did you create that for yourself? Because I think that most people are walking around and they are talking to themselves, but the loop is negative and it's subconscious too. It's like a very dull whisper, like, oh, this hurts. Like, oh, I don't, Mm. I feel gross. I'm so fat. Like, or whatever. I mean, that, that's, I'm just speaking from experience. Like, how did you change the soundtrack or the radio station or whatever? Like, how did you get so purposeful with the way that you speak to yourself? that back injury changed me. Mm. I had never not been able to move freely until that back injury. And then when I was in the bed for a month, thinking about who I was, what it felt like to be healthy, and then to be in that predicament where I was on, I crawled to the bathroom. Like I had a dipshit of a roommate at the time, Kenny. Sorry, Kenny. Hope you never listen to this, Kenny, but you're a special boy. Any never like offered to help. I would crawl to the bathroom because I couldn't walk. My appreciation for my physicality and for the mm-hmm. health of my body was it was like the it was like a dark night of the soul. Like I went there. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, I was like, as long as I'm not in that position, as long as I'm able to move, there's gratitude around that. I've seen what it's like to not be able to move. So we get really 
comfortable. And we mm. forget when you're in a lot of pain, mm. you'll do anything for to have, to have your health yeah. back. You'll do yeah. anything to go for a walk. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just remembering that. And it's not, we just. Well, what's so funny, a- what's so funny is like your methodology is all around like, okay, the way in is through the body. And like those listeners know that the, what, I mean, I love movement. Like, like, let's not be unclear here. But what I teach is our thoughts create our results. Like, I teach it over and over and over and over again. Like, I beat it like a dead horse. Like, literally, are we allowed to say that? I'm like, I get so scared on this pod. Like, back to your point. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna have to be willing to say things on the podcast. And then I'm like, shit, I feel like lots of expressions you can't say. Or, you know, there's like a list. And so I'm trying to be better. But it goes back to your point of being a perfectionist or being yeah. scared, right? It's like, if you and I are going to, you know, if if I'm going to help a million moms lose weight for the last time and be free from food forever, and you're going to help a million people be ageless or whatever your goal is, right? Like we are going to have to be scared. <laughs> we are, we're yeah. we're going to have to be scared and do it anyways, or say right. things and then like put our foot in the mouth. Anyway, that was just a perfect example of what you were talking about before. So to circle back to like, what radio station are all y'all listening to inside of your brains? And if some of you guys are probably like, I don't even know, you'll know by the way that you feel in your body. If you're walking around and you feel like, and that's why it's like, it's not one or the other. It's not like change is through the mind or the body. It's both. Like you have to have both on board. But if you feel like kind of low vibration or like, disappointment or shame or guilt or just kind of gross or like meh it's probably because you're talking to yourself like shit yeah so and those are just those are beliefs right people yeah 100 percent. you can only go so far if your belief is i really am broken i really am i don't know what people say to themselves i'm really a worthless piece of sausage then on repeat that's what you say over and over again you can't change until that's addressed. Nothing's yeah. changing. Yeah. You can do a yeah. hundred million classes, yeah. do a hundred million weight loss programs, yeah. unless it's yours and you're actually looking at the thought pattern, you're looking at yeah. the channel. Yeah. That's, that's that all is, we do. Nothing. Yeah. Not all we do. That's but that is what works. we do. Yeah. Cause it's so mindset based because, yeah. and especially with like weight loss or fitness or people with their experience in their bodies, it's like so much of diet drama <laughs> is rooted in like, it doesn't work. I it, really, I am broken. There really must be something wrong with me. I am a special unicorn, which is just so heartbreaking, but it's just not true. Like, it's just not true. It's like you, you actually are not a special, un- I mean, you are a special unicorn, like you're amazing in all your ways, you people out there, but you're not a special unicorn in the fact that like, you're not broken. Like you, right. you can feel the way that you want to feel in your body. I have a question. How do you know if you talk a lot about embodiment? Like, how do you know if you're embodied? Like, how do you know if you are or not? You already answered that question. It's completely about how you feel. Mm. When I had that back injury and I was on bed rest, I did not recognize myself because Mm. I was in so much pain and the fear of what does the future hold? I don't know how to come out of this. Like how many different specialists am I going to need to see? Like, the orthopedic that I saw at the time was like, this will for sure happen to you again, which I will never forget as a physician. If there's any physicians listening, hopefully you're more in tune than this man. But he was like, you have the spine of a 55 year old man and this will happen again. And I Mm -hmm. said, that's amazing. Don't ever say that again to any of your patients (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I still hear it, not in a way that I'm threatened by it, but as a reminder of like, 
your words matter. He said one sentence to me in his office. And it just was like, I have to do this. This is going to happen again. You're the expert, right? Well, and I think, I mean, that goes back to what we were just talking about. Your thoughts become your results. And if you adopt other people's thoughts and you believe them, then you're fucked. You're totally fucked. Yeah. Just bring it right home, Nicole. That's it. And then end the episode because that was it. That was it. She just said it. That was it. Okay. Well, we have to. No, we're not ending. Okay. So you know you're embodied by the way that you feel in your body. Correct. Okay. Okay, good, because I was wondering if I was embodied or not, but I am. <laughs> I know you are. I'm also yeah, infinite. Yeah. I'm also infinite, too. Okay, so, <laughs> Nicole, can sure. we talk a little bit about your amazing book? You guys, I have it oh. on YouTube. It's like, okay, my kids are, like, obsessed with this book, by the way. It's so cute. I must have done something. Really? Right. Yes. Oh okay, so her book, you have to go buy it. It's called Yoked. You can get it on wherever they sell books. or Amazon, Barnes okay. & Noble. okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the message behind this book and why it's so important that our kids get this message? I'm just going to put it out there, but this was a bedtime story that I told Bo, my son, three years ago. So in the midst of COVID times, he got on a kick and he's like, I'm going to need you to make up stories at bedtime. And I said, motherfucker, I, I, are you out of your tits? I said, do you see the 400 books that we've bought here? My kids too. I mean, you're make amazing. Make it up. Yeah. I said, how do I want a made up one? I'm like, I went down the street to the store. <laughs> it's like, what? It's so oh, much yeah. pressure. It's so hard. It's so wrong. So one night I tell him that I start go literally I'm making up as I go. It's about an egg. There was once this egg and he was like, whatever. Everyone was worried about him. Okay. Just to not give it away. The story. I'll just tell you the moral of the story. The moral of the story is this egg. Born and his parents are so worried about him, they view him as fragile, so they dress themselves in bubble wrap to keep him safe. Now, he's the only egg in bubble wrap because obviously, why would you dress an egg in bubble wrap? But bubble wrap's <laughs> funny, and kids love bubble wrap, so I'm like, you're keeping him safe, he's gonna stay safe. But the problem is, is this particular egg has a voice, he's embodied, he listens to his intuition, he doesn't feel fragile, and he has questions. So he asks his parents, Why did you do this? and they say, well, because when I was your age, I cracked and yoke came out and it was so terrifying and we don't ever want that to happen to you. Mm. And he's like, cool. So he goes to sleep and he's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to try like one small little change a day and just see what happens. So every day for the next week, he's like trying an activity. He goes down the slide. He tries skateboarding. He goes into his backyard to explore on his own. By the end of the week, half the bubbles have fallen off of him. So he's like half wrapped. And he goes to see his uncle scrambles at the ranch. Mm-hmm. I'm uncle scrambles is literally scrambled eggs, but he's also kind of like a hip hop breakdancing bodybuilder. Mm. <laughs> so uncle scrambles is like, well, if you're trying new things, you might as well break dance. And then he's like, obviously that sounds dangerous breaking. Yeah. yeah. So he tries it and he falls and he cracks. And then you find out that he's actually hard boiled. So the message is, and my mom even asked me that she was like, was he hard boiled all along? Did he become hard boiled? And I said, I'm never answering that because I want the reader to interpret it the way they need to. Like maybe he was hard boiled from the beginning and he knew that about himself or maybe he took chances and he boiled up the courage to become hard boiled because it's like, give me the chill. It's so good. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Okay. So the parents, they 
cracked and some of the yolk came out. And the mom did the mom. Okay. So the mom had some yolk come out. And what is that a metaphor for? What does the yolk represent? Well, I think it represents her fear, right? Like you, we, you don't know, or maybe you do, maybe you came out of the womb and you're like, I'm a badass bitch. Or maybe you came out of the womb and you're like, I don't know. I'm just a Robin egg. Like, I don't know what I'm made of. So you go through life taking chances, doing things, getting in relationships, trying jobs. You're exploring to figure out who you are along the way. Some people absolutely know their, their, that constitution is there and it is what it is. Other people get courage as they grow. But I think some, when it comes to the parents, they're just doing what they know, right? Yeah, her experience yeah. was terrifying. So she went to take care of her kid the only way she knew how yeah. to, to, because she knew what she knew. And that was yeah. what she well, and it's such so a great go. point too, because it's like biologically, our job is to protect our children, right? So it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. She wasn't doing anything wrong or bad. She was just doing what she thought was out of best. love. Yeah, yeah out of love. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, Nicole. Oh, yeah, and it goes back that. to the perfectionism too, right? It's like that yolk seeped out, and it's like we have to be willing to let our <laughs> yolk show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, so yes. Good. You have to be willing to let your yoke show. This is great for merch. I'm going to go wild with this. Let your yoke show. I want show. credit. I want credit for that t-shirt. Okay. It. Okay. So how do we, we know how to get the book, how do we get the book you guys, because, and a lot of people know who listen to this podcast that like, it's so funny because we have just such kind of like twin flame missions here. So Nicole, tell us where we can find your embodied program and your infinite program. Sure. And like a little um, bit about them and like, just tell yeah. us all the things. Give us the plug. Okay. Here's the plug. Um, I had created a virtual home for mobility and fitness and agelessness at sweatandstillness.com. There are live weekly classes that you can drop into. There's hundreds of recorded classes on mobility, yoga, meditation, strength. So you can pick and choose as you like. The embodied membership is only on demand. So you could do hundreds of classes that are all on okay. demand. You can do them whenever you like. The infinite membership is an all-in package where you get access to all the live classes, all the recorded content, all the audio meditations, and the monthly group that I hold. So I hold a one-off every month, which can change, right? So people might come in for May and then not show up for June and then come back in July, whatever suits you. But it's that's the one, that's the program that I love the most and where I'm seeing people really have huge transformations because we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and it's 35 minutes a day. So you can maybe what join. Time, it's what, like time, what time is it? 6.30 in the morning. I, I'm like specifically exactly. Tell me. Okay, 6:30 cool. 6.30 a.m. PST. Okay. Um, 35 minutes. So you're done by 7.05. So hopefully by that time, your kids wake up and you can take them to school and do whatever you need to do. But you're having your you time mm-hmm. before the day begins. And you're also dancing like a banshee. Can we say that? Can I say that? Oh my God. Can I say dancing like a banshee? See, I don't know. I got to go. I don't even know what a banshee is. I don't either. I know. Ugh. I fear. Dancing like. Yeah, because there's so many expressions that we say and we don't even know what like the words in them mean Mm -hmm. sometimes. So, anyways, for my podcast for right now, until somebody, that's what I, that's sort of how I'm operating, the same as you, is like, I'll just have to ask for forgiveness because I know my intentions are clean. My intentions are dancing like a, oh, dancing like a child like self version of you. Dancing like a hard boiled egg. Dancing like a hard boiled egg. I don't know. Yeah. 
sweat and still so that's com. And there then what about, what about like your Instagram? Like, how do we find you on there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nicole Shaka, S C I A C C A. Not like it sounds. And then um, on TikTok, I love TikTok. The Nicole Shaka on TikTok. Ooh, so mm-hmm. good. Oh no. my God. Okay. <laughs> Anything that you need to tell the audience before we get off? Any like, little takeaways or anything that you feel like we have to share before we end? Just you're worthy. Mm. (laughs) Just remember that you're worthy. I think that could go for like 95% of the population. We've forgotten that. You're worthy of a program like this. You're worthy of feeling good in your body. You're worthy of trying new things. You're worthy of the job, the raise, everything, the love that you're worthy of it. Mm -hmm. You deserve it. It's so good. It's so true. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that. I know. If we could all just know that, that would probably eliminate, like, we probably wouldn't have jobs. But seriously, <laughs> just one note on the worthiness. I was listening to this woman, Catherine Zenkina, and she was talking about some of her teachers and shamans and how worthiness isn't a concept in their world. Like, it's not a thing that's up for debate. It's not even yeah. like it just is. And I'm like, is. Oh, that, and it is just is. And I'm like, and that's what I say. It's not up for debate. It's infinite. You came worthy. You said like, what, at age seven and a half, did you like become unworthy or, you know, like when did it stop? And I just think it's cool that it's not even a concept. It's not even a thing because yeah. it just is in, right. in that, in her world. And so I just think that's kind of a neat way to, to, look at it because yeah. you don't even have to talk yourself into it. You don't even have to prove it. It's just, it's no, it just is so good. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah. Mm. Okay. This is a whole nother podcast. Okay. We're here ending. That is that. <laughs> I hope you guys all have the best week ever. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the thank podcast. You. I'm so appreciative. It was so fun. Of course. It was so fun. Cause You're we're basically best. just kids. Just get okay. Bye, you guys. Have the best weekend or week. Have the best week. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with the cherry on top. It would help me so much and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss so cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook, or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys, have the best day ever. Bye.